You're listening to The Hidden Workforce, a show about the positive impact people with different abilities make to the workforce. Brought to you by Rise Staffing. Here's Lisa Toth. We can just kind of let it flow. Hello, listeners. We've got David Oliver celebrating his 30th year at Goodwill Tulsa. David, that's incredible. Well, thank you, Lisa. Um, I will say that I was very young when I started. So, but but uh, I have been there a while, and I've seen I've seen a few things in my time. But it's really been uh, it's been great to see how things have progressed over the years in the field of of training programs for individuals with disabilities. Um, when I first came to Goodwill, uh, you know, one of our big things was that we wanted to provide a, a menu of options for the folks that came to us. And that menu will go all the way from center-based services up to individual placement in the community. David, my listeners don't understand what you're talking about. So would you explain? Yes, Ab- absolutely. Uh, so center-based services are were, were generally for individuals with, with the higher level of disability. We did a lot of work like uh, assembly, packaging, collating for businesses in the community. And uh, and there were in many t- uh, organizations like Goodwill that, that had a, a Department of Labor certificate. It's called a 14C certificate that allowed you to pay subminimum wages for that type of work. Well, it's a very, very specific formula from the Department of Labor that that uh, set, sets the way for calculating that. So annually, you must do what's called a prevailing wage survey. And you go out and you survey businesses in the community that have similar type work. And you ask them what the... the the current wages that they're paying once a person is experienced and has received their first raise. So you would you you would you would typically poll anywhere from from four to, to to eight businesses in the community that had similar type of work, and then and then you average those wages. That prevailing wage is what you then use uh, to calculate your wage rate. So, for example, um, if, uh, if if a time study with three uh, standard setters. And they would do the same contract that the folks who are the individuals with disabilities are doing. And you would determine how many they could do in, in an hour. So the minimum wage today might be seven, is, is $7.25. The prevailing wage might be $9.50, $9.75, $10. So the prevailing wage and the minimum wage are not the same. Uh, but then you divide those into those and arrive at a piece rate. So then what you would be paying for each piecework item that they did uh, would be based on that piece rate uh, off of the prevailing wage. So... That's that's kind of a, it's, it gets to be a little technical, but uh, that that is how it's calculated. And it's very well overseen by Department of Labor and yes. state and everybody. Yes, you must you you must apply for recertification every two have to supply uh, your time study materials to show that you are using uh, methods that are approved by them. So what's going on with that now? So the the the, the real and, and so back then when I talk about a menu of services, we we like to think that anyone coming to Goodwill would have a place to fit, whether you were in the center-based services, which were for more severely disabled, or whether you wanted to work in an enclave setting. Now, enclave is another word. What is that? Yeah. So you work with you work with a Goodwill employee who could, is your job, uh, and they'll usually be in a group of of, of three to five, uh, but assisting them in a job. So in our case, we have enclaves at places like local hospitals. We do what independent placement in the community. So through a supported, what's called a supported employment program, a, a, a Goodwill employment consultant or an employment consultant from a vocational provider like Goodwill would work one-on-one with an individual to develop a job for them. And then they would, the goal would be for them to ultimately work independently in the community after, after you assist them in that job. So happening is that, that in the disability world is that, um, for large, for all intents and purposes, um, center-based programs are, are 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 going away, and whether it's through uh, legislation or or you know, increases in the minimum wage or other things, 
um, they're becoming more and more difficult to to operate. And uh, and and the push, particularly uh, by disability advocates, is for all of the individuals to be working independently in the community at at at, at or above minimum wage. And and that's a, that's a, that is a very worthwhile goal. Uh, it's sometimes uh, more difficult to achieve for some individuals because of the amount of supports that they need. Exactly, it's not always practical. It's very difficult with some, and, and in some cases, um, you know, it's it, it, if we're really talking about choice for the individual, uh, it's the individual's choice, and it's been sometimes better for their family to be in a different setting from a safety and, and concern and, and, and uh, standpoint such as that. Exactly. I mean, I've done some transition work. Some people are not, and. Recently, I did uh, a survey with a young man, and he was an eloper. He ran away, and it just was going to take some more training and time. So he needs a place like what you're talking about, David. What are we going to do when those go away? Well, I think that I, I think that we're going to have to uh, develop what is kind of an in-between type of setting. Uh, I think that enclaves are going to field. Uh, we always said that if you're under the age of 25. Uh, you're not eligible for center-based services, and and so uh, we're the, we always the, some some of those rules have changed. So you have to have a specific waiver if you're under the age of 25 to even be in center-based services. So I think that what we're going to see is more and more things developing around enclave settings where people still need support. Um, but um, I like the enclave settings. It's a it's a it's a transition services program for individuals with disabilities uh, coming from the high schools. It's one of my favorite programs yeah, yeah. Me too. Um, because uh, you know they're, they're at a real inflection point in their lives where they're graduating high school. Um, they got to learn about this big bad world of work. Uh, they have an opportunity. We have contracts to partner day with us, and during that time, they're learning about how to transition to work. And I just think it's a fantastic program. But so badly, they're getting ready to take the next best, big step in their lives. And they need to know what they're going to do. Um, and I'm so always fearful. And my heart goes out to the parents with special needs um, children. And I want to help them. Yes. Yeah. Because it, it, it's very difficult. They, I mean, a school is a known. Uh, and you know what their schedule is. You know what they're doing. Entering the workforce is an unknown. So it is a very big step in their lives, both for the parents and for the student. Well, I appreciate that you have that program, and I've been to a few conferences and heard um, some of your employees discuss it, and I'm very interested in it. Uh, yeah, So, and, and, and one of the things we've found with that program uh, is that we've started to introduce more and more technology into that program, and it's really pretty interesting with, with the changes we've seen in the world, but there are apps out there today, uh, maintain schedules at work and different things, and we've tried to integrate as much of that as we can into our programs, and, and, and the students today's have grown, today have grown up with, with, with technology, so they're more comfortable with it. So after one young man last summer graduated from your work, study program transition to continue. Um, well, he had autism, so yes. there were calming techniques and scheduling techniques. And it, that's it, incredible. Yeah, it's fantastic. And so so that's a way that technology is being used today to help advance the the opportunities for individuals with disabilities in the workforce. And I, I expect to see that continue to grow. And, and I think that will ultimately one of the big things that really helps people convert to working independently in the community as with disabilities as we continue to pursue that journey. I believe it. Again, thank you for being here. Give us your contact information for those transition students. So I want to come and visit with you about uh, programs that are, that are near and dear to both of us. Um, contact information is www.goodwilltulsa.org or 918-584-7291. Appreciate it very much. There you have it. You're listening to The Hidden Workforce with Lisa Toth at Rice Staffing. On your home for success, FM 105.7.